As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Welcome everybody to the Woman Ride Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cynthia Lyon. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode and thank you guys for tuning in to the previous episodes as well. If you haven't done so, they are still available, so you can go ahead and check them out. So we're so excited to be announcing that the month of Feb, obviously it's declared the month of love because of Valentine's Day, but we are also going to dedicate the month of Feb to love. So it's going to, we're going to be starting something called the Love Series, and we're really excited to have you guys join us on this journey. So I am here with my lovely co-host, Anainan Otterwell, as usual, but we also have a special guest here with us today, and her name is Tato. You can find her on Instagram at Sonomelanie. Sonomelanie is one word. We're really excited to have her here and we can't wait to start this love series with you guys. Yay! So um, the topic that we decided to discuss first on this love series is uh, the five love languages. What are the five love languages? This describes the way we feel loved and appreciated. Well, this depends on every individual's personality. How Sinclair or Tato uh, describe or regard their love language, primary love language can be different from mine. And how they feel loved and appreciated also uh, differs from how I feel loved and appreciated. So this is why it is so important to study and understand your partner's love language so that we can actually have a foundation or um, a common understanding of how we're supposed to love each other. So this is basically what we'll be discussing today, and I hope you guys will enjoy. Thank you guys for inviting me to this episode. I really feel welcomed. As they've mentioned, my name is Tato, and I would like to touch on um, why is love, why are love languages important? I think love languages are important because it helps you to love your partner better, the way that they want to be loved. This is how they they get to feel loved and get to be better partners in a relationship. But not only are love languages important in relationships or romantic relationships, but other relationships as well, especially friendships, because these are people that you get to choose um, to befriend, you know, whereas family, you don't get to... It is a work in progress. You need to work on that friendship or whatever relationship that you consider to be important to you. And um, we have five love languages. Um, As most people would know, we have physical touch, words of affirmation, act of service, quality time, and the receiving of gifts. And our host will explain better as to what these these mean. And we have a quote by Gary Chapman here that says, We must be willing to learn our spouse's primary love language if we are to be effective communicators of love. Yes. Wow, that's actually so beautiful. I really love that quote. Can you please repeat it again? It says, we must be willing to learn our spouse's primary love language if we are to be effective communicators of love. And this is by Gary Chapman. Okay, the um the one that I will describe is quality time because this is so dear to me. Um, this love language is all about giving undivided attention to that one person without any distraction. Like 
I'm I'm sure that if you visit someone, you'd feel bad if you get there and they're actually watching TV, they're busy on their phone, they're not even trying to have a conversation with you. Eh, that's so that's so boring, and I, that's why I I actually um have this whole thing of saying we should have dates without our phones. I don't. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, because now if we go on dates, we're just gonna be on our phones trying to update everyone on Instagram what's happening, and we don't even get to know each other. We don't get to communicate. We don't have to. We don't get to have uh, an effective conversation. So I think that's what kills us when it comes to quality time. So the one thing that I would um, say is that if you know that you'll be uh, spending time with someone or you like spending time with someone, then rather switch up all those devices and just try to give your undivided attention to that one person. So yeah, that's what quality time is all about. When it comes to words of affirmation, um, this is words spoken are most important to you. So basically, whoever has this um, love language as their primary love language, words are very important to them. So what you say during an argument or even if it's not an argument, like anything that you say is very important, whether you say it uh, verbally or you type it, whatever has to do with words basically it's extremely important to this person so you need to be very careful with what you say so they would prefer you always building them up like if they've done something well they expect you to say or they would love for you to say um well dad i'm so proud of you or if they dressed up all good they expect or would love for you to say you look absolutely gorgeous today you know words are very important so they want you to speak words that words that are affirming every day so positive good words are very important to these people if you say things that are diminishing that are detrimental to them and they are their mindset or whatever it would really really destroy a person who has this as their primary love language so that's why it's important for you to know your friends love languages and your partner's love languages because if you know that your partner has words of affirmation as their primary love language then you need to really make an effort in speaking positivity into their lives every day whatever good they do you need to basically say that you appreciate them like often or appreciate that they did this or did that because those words really make them feel like they are loved and they are noticed and we find receiving gifts so it is not necessarily about how much the gift was but the meaning behind it so the thought process behind getting that gift. So a person who has receiving gifts as their primary love language focuses on, um, was this gift really meaningful to me? So it's not about, oh, I just walked into the shop and I bought you a handbag and you're like, oh yeah, I got a gift. <laughs> to them, it's more important when you get them that is meaningful. So for example, let's say um, it's that time of the month, ladies, you're going through your menstrual cycle, right? And yeah. your man knows that uh, when you go through your periods, like you have a huge craving for ice cream, right? So then he decides, oh, it's that time of the month. He knows it's that time of the month. So he goes out to the store. He gets you um, uh, a, a tub of ice cream, right? And then he also gets you, like, he notices that, oh, he, she doesn't have a hot water bottle. And he has already Googled, like, ways to, like, minimize the cramps and stuff. And the hot water bottle obviously appeared on Google as one of the solutions. 
So he goes and he gets you a tub of ice cream. He gets you a hot water bottle. And then he puts in a, a nice uh, paper bag. And then he puts a note that I know it's that time of the month, but I hope these things can help you make you, can help make you feel better. Then he mm. gives you as a gift. That would be more meaningful than him going out to buy a bag during oh, your period. Because, you know, it's irrelevant at that time. Mm. Even though you'd still appreciate the fact that he bought you like a bag, but people who have this uh, primary love language would rather appreciate a gift that's more meaningful to that season they're in or that time and, and situation. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. that's receiving ice cream with the hot water bottle and that note of get better because you're on your like, on your periods. That would mm. be mean more than getting a bag during that time. And one yeah, thing that true. I've realized about this is that um okay, more especially with me, I won't ask you to buy all those things, but obviously when we're busy talking, you'll tell what I mean. This person doesn't have this thing. So it takes one who's an attentive listener to actually get to see or oh, this person is actually lacking this this month. And you need to you need to always listen to your partner and spot. Because you will hear someone complaining about things and then the next thing when you go and buy a gift, you buy a shirt. While that person <laughs> didn't need that at that time. <laughs> And I yeah, guess gifts should not be bought only on special days. Let's just cut this culture, this crap of just buying gifts on Valentine's Day or on my birthday. No. You know that I, I'm always having cravings every month. I'm always PMSing. Please <laughs> make sure that you buy those things every month. I don't have to remind you. <laughs> but it's not It's not really, like, you're not bound to do it. I'm not. Yeah, but just yeah. know that, man. I'm always PMSing. I'm a lady. This happens every month. So just spice up things every month with whatever, whatever. And obviously, you won't be the one buying. Lena, I will contribute. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll reciprocate the energy. It's way easier when um, someone is doing something for you and then you actually have the eagerness of doing it in return. Mm. And also be grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, and now that you mentioned the whole thing of um why would they you like you're always saying what is going on. For example, I'm always complaining about one thing on my phone, you know. So now mm. imagine I'm always complaining about okay, there's this problem with my phone, there's this problem with my phone. And then you go and you get me a bag. I'm gonna be happy, I won't lie, like I'll be grateful. Oh my gosh, you got me a bag. But I mean yeah. if you decided to get me a phone instead. It would hit deeper than me receiving the bag because mm. I actually have a problem with the phone and you actually were listening and you got me something that is more relevant to my situation, you know? So True. I think yeah. that's the important yeah. thing. I think we need to understand that when somebody's love language is receiving gifts, that it's not really about the how expensive or how cheap the product was, but the basically you have to tie down the, the gift with the season they are in at that time, it has to be relevant. Yeah. Basically, for them, for them, it's important that I want to see that there was meaning behind you getting this gift. You didn't just go into a store and pick up certain shoes. You mm. know why you chose this particular shoe. Or you know that, okay, I said mm. I wanted to start going to the gym. And you went through my cupboard and you realized I only have like sneakers. I don't have running shoes. Then you went and you bought me running shoes. Now you see this meaning 
behind it because you're like oh you want yeah. to have gems so then i realized you don't have running shoes or training training shoes so i got you those so people with this gift it's very important that the thought process behind the gift is more important than how expensive or how cheap the gift actually was so acts of service is actually where you are helping your partner out so helping your friend out so helping your parent out or helping your kid out right so this includes like washing the dishes, taking out the trash, bathing the kids, helping you complete an assignment or doing the groceries for you. So basically acts of service is where your partner helps cut down the list of to-do things that you have, you know? So you mm-hmm. don't feel like, oh, for example, let's say you're going under a lot of pressure and you just have so much that you have to do that day. And then your partner decides, okay, you know what? Let me do a few of those things on your list. That is what acts of service is. So guys, it's important to know that, okay, my partner has this primary love language. So for them, it's important that when I cook, you wash the dishes. Please, Please. Don't make me cook mm. and wash the dishes and also clean mm. and bath the kids. It will drive that woman insane, especially if this is her primary love language. She would appreciate that, okay, since I cooked, okay, I can cook and wash the dishes, but you need to bath the kids then. But I can't do everything. Well, I can, but I would love that you would also cut down on the chores that I'd have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the last one that we have is physical touch. You know, I've always been described as a clingy person. I don't even know why, but I do know why, actually. (laughs) Because I love love touching people. I love love hugging, especially if you have a good scent. Trust me, I wouldn't mind hugging you the whole day. So yeah, um, physical touch is all about hugging, cuddling, and just touching your partner in public, man. Just grab me and hold my hand, get to get to the store. Like those those little things, man, that seem to be meaningless, but they're so meaningful. So that's what physical touch is all about. That physical touch does not just include sex because I think when people say, okay, your primary love language is physical touch, then people automatically think, oh, like you probably one of those sex addicts because that's your primary love language. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sex is included because there is physical touch, but it also like means, you know, you just want to be touched, even if it's Mm -hmm. just sitting by and just holding hands or like you know you just want to be touched that's yeah. it yeah so out of mm-hmm. out of all the love languages that we have described tato which one stands out for you the most and why basically which one is your okay, primary well, language yeah my my primary love language is um quality time and this was a bit of a um, tie, not tie, but it was higher by 2% with words of affirmation. But I could say quality time is my primary love language. And um, yeah, man, I just want a person to to be in the moment and be present with me. And I feel if you had to like sacrifice any of your interests, you know, people have interests, like whether it being reading a book or whether it being watching TV, being on Instagram, whatever the case may be, but you sacrificing those things that might be very important to you to spend time with me and focus on me and engage in whatever activity that we are doing together. That to me, I do feel loved when you do that because 
I mean, time, time, you know, you can't really steal time from someone. Um, once it's gone, it's gone. And if they are willing to give it to you, um, that to me is, is amazing. That to me is love. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I actually feel like we, we, we are the same on that point. We are the same. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you need to, you need to focus also, like, it's, it's pointless. I don't mean be here with me and do your thing, I do my thing type of thing. You know, I want you to to be present, present intentionally yeah. so because also sometimes, you know, you don't really control yourself. Like, you don't really say that, you know, I want to be on my phone, but you do it, like, unintentionally. But I want you to decide that, okay, you know what? Today, I'm going to put my phone away and I'm going to be with you and do whatever you want to do, yeah. All right. Love language is also quality time. That is definitely oh. number one. Like that is very important. Like the way Tato has said it, that okay, I'm spending time with you. We put our phones aside and we just engage. We are just present in the moment. Or like it doesn't have to be with just a partner, like with friends. If we're gonna go somewhere. Like, as long as I'm spending time with y'all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that makes my heart full at the end of the day, knowing that, oh, I had such a good day. I just spent the day with my friends. And we were just so in there and engaged in whatever we were doing, you know? So don't you guys think, like, the other love language, but I think, so, yeah, don't you think that the other love language is still important to us? Some of them. They are. No, they are. Is it this, are. this is just the primary one. But obviously, I expect words of affirmation from my friends. If I've done something good, I expect them to just tell me on a random day that they miss me, they miss my voice, um, they want to see me, they want to spend time with me. Like, those things. They still mean a lot to me. And obviously, acts of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still mean a lot. Yeah, I think quality one time is too. just... Um, or I mean, the highest on the higher, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing we have to note that even when we learn other people's love language, primary love languages, it is the primary love language, but it doesn't mean there aren't any secondary tertiary, you know what I mean? Like, it's a mm-hmm. whole, yeah, thing. so just because your partner said is uh, their primary love language doesn't mean you have to disregard the others doesn't mean oh because this yeah. one, for tato your love language is quality time it means i'm not buying you any gifts i mean why do you need them it's not your love language <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine you know? so you, you need to integrate all five actually you have yeah. to integrate but, all five focus but more you have to make sure yeah family. make sure that the number mm. one is full on then the others, you know, mm. can distribute them maybe evenly, maybe in, evenly, or basically, or maybe know their their ranking, mm. so that if they say yeah. uh, gifts is the last one, then make sure with the other ones that come first, you are also strong on those. Then gifts you give them here and there, but you're not too heavy on them because I actually, okay, I don't personally know people who don't like receiving gifts, but you know I've seen in movies, yeah. where, um. Maybe like someone is from a wealthy family, and then they so they like they used to the wealth because they grew up in wealth. 
So if you come, okay, not everybody, obviously some of them still like getting the gifts, but some of them you find, okay, the guy is not into getting gifts so much because he just grew up in wealth and having everything he wants. So now when he wants to fall in love, he's not, he's not focusing on, oh, buy me the most expensive watch and I'll be happy. Like they just want the, let's have intimate time. Let's have, let's go for a picnic. Let's go horse riding. Let's go. You know, they're not all about getting me the Rolex. Get me because they probably have it already. Because I mean, they grew up in wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's important yeah. to know because, but obviously here and there, I mean, you should buy a gift just to show. Okay, I was thinking about you and I appreciate you. But if you know that this is yeah. probably the last thing on this person's list, don't be heavy on that last thing because it's just gonna be defeating mm. the purpose. That's true. Do you guys think um, how you grew up contributes to what your primary language is? Yeah. Yeah. I think based on what you said, also. Yeah, yeah, when it comes to gifting. Because at home, you didn't, yeah, at home, you didn't get as much quality time with family. That that is now your primary language. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if you grew up in wealth, parents are probably always busy making money, moves, and stuff. You know, they never home. So now, no, mm. what you desire is just someone sitting down and just bonding with you, you know? Mm. Then you yeah. might find quality time is important. Another thing, example for like physical touch. This is actually an example I thought of like last night, you know? Um, that yeah. it actually does contribute like how you grow up. So guys, let's just be real. Let's just be honest, right? And this is actually very sad that we act- I'm actually going to address this, but it hurts. So um if yeah. you are still young, you're a baby. Like we do this, we do this, guys, and it's actually wrong. We need to put it into this. But you know, when you bump into cute babies, like like extremely, you want to <laughs> touch them, you want to kiss them, you want to hug them, you want to play with them. Even if you go to your neighbor's house and they have like a very cute kid, like you always just want to hold them. Obviously, before Corona. Like, you know, you want to hold, kiss them, play with them and stuff. It just naturally happens like that with everybody. Okay, if you 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 have a phobia for kids, you're obviously not going to want to hold them. But I mean, like, if you love kids, then automatically with the extremely cute ones, you're just going to want to play with them, right? So then what happens is with the kids that are less attractive, not that cute, you know, what happens is, no one wants to play with them, really. Like, you get neighbors and visitors coming over to your house. Nobody's really like, they're going to be like, hi, Nana, and they're, they're, it ends there. But they're not going to be like, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. No, it doesn't, you know, people don't do that. Yeah. You know, but if the baby was extremely cute, you're going to be like, I want to hold her, come here, you want to kiss her, you know. Then the kids that don't get that love and attention and affection and all of that, like when they were young, because, you know, they're not really that cute or attractive in society's um, terms of beauty. Yeah, They didn't get yeah. all of that because, you know, people wouldn't just, ah, you wouldn't want to hold that person. It's like, you know, we're in Makaya or something, and then you get there, and then you're not going to, you're just not going to want to be touching them, playing with them, picking them up. You know what I mean? because even if sometimes the child might be cute and what I've noticed is I don't know where we were but I'm a clean person so you know I hold back 
So we're at this other place yeah. and Labandana Bangolile and stuff. And you know, I kids sometimes they have this attraction towards you. Like Bakandile. Yeah, so they yeah, want to come close. Okay, I'm not gonna chase them away. But I don't know who I was with. This person picked up Lomdana Angolile, but picked up the one who was mm-hmm. the cutest. Yeah, Begangolile Lomdana, but because she was still beautiful either or Upagamise lawyer and not the other one. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything obviously because this is what happens, guys. You know what I mean? It's wrong, though. Mm. I'm not promoting it, but yeah, I'm saying it's awesome. something that actually yeah. happens. So what happens is those kids who grow up not getting that love and affection and those kisses, it might happen that when they grow up, like, their primary love language is to touch. Yeah. And you go mm. they want to feel loved by being touched, Jay. I want to get random kisses, mm. random hugs, hold my hand, show people that you're actually proud that I'm your, your girl. Hmm. in public you know because they grew up with mm-hmm. that so now they just they feel loved when they held when yeah you know they kissed they showed love and affection basically so for me or for all of us we might find it ridiculous if your primary love language is physical touch because i mean it makes sense to us why quality time is supposed to be everyone's number one i mean come on guys you know, yeah. but yeah. there are so many factors, and all of us are from different backgrounds. There's so many factors we process things differently, mm-hmm. and that's why it's not gonna be the same. So if you don't know your partner's love language or your friend's love language, you're gonna love them in your own, and that's what's gonna cause a division, especially when it comes to romantic relationships. Because with friendships, I feel like with friendships, hey, I don't know my friend's love languages. Okay, besides, like I know yours. Tato, I know yours um in a non, right? Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying that like before, like for example, Tato, you never told me your love language. Like actually expressed yeah. it verbally to me. So I mean this whole time I've been loving you with my love language. But fortunately, my love language we have the same, yeah, we have the same <laughs> love language. But what I'm trying to say that's why I never complained. I never felt the need to tell you because I felt like you get it. You yeah, get- you see, but that's the danger of it. I mm. would never had this conversation. So I mean, all along I've been loving you with my primary love language. Fortunately enough, it was yours too. But now imagine you're in a romantic relationship and you trying to love your partner with your love language. Gantiena. Uh, he doesn't feel loved because his might be receiving gifts. I'm just making an example. Yeah. So you see where the, the division comes when we don't talk about these things. We just assume. And then now the other partner the whole time doesn't feel loved. And when are you wondering what's happening? I think it also might be the reason why some men just go out there to cheat. Okay. So some of them buy up because, you know, lack. They just can't control themselves. But mm. sometimes I also think, yeah. what if you meet that side chick who just loves you in your love language? While your wife is failing, you do that at home. Actually brings me to my next question of um, how do you teach someone to understand your love language? Um, I think you must just communicate. You know, I know it's cliche, but like that's that's the truth. You can't expect someone to just, you know, know what you want and what you desire. You need to be able to tell them. <laughs> 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 that is what I want. And yeah, and if if you know, and also you kind of allow a person to decide whether they are willing to give you that or not, because mm. you might find that your love languages, your love languages, receiving gifts, but that person at that time wouldn't have 
the money to give you the gifts that they think you know would deserve. satisfy you like and oh yeah deserve and um also not only just communicate maybe also initiate kind of show signs of what is it exactly mm-hmm. because you might say okay, uh, my love language is quality time but your partner might not really understand what that means mm-hmm. you know he might think me just coming over to your place that is me you know spending time with you um so you kind of initiate for example let's go out for a picnic and he will get a hint or she will get a hint that, oh, okay, this is what he or she means by quality time, you know? mm. Yeah, so I think I'll tell, initiate to just give him. Yeah, I the quiz is obviously an easier way to know someone's primary love language. So I think one of the ways is basically communicate. And then, as you said, and also I would encourage that those who are closest to you, like your closest friends um, and also your partner, let them take the quiz. I know be like, oh, oh, whatever. But if you really like care about saving the relationship, maybe, I think you should let them take the quiz so that you would know what their primary love language is and they would send you the results or you'd see their ranking as well, you know, mm-hmm. with each uh, love language. So the easiest way to find out your partner's love language or your friend's love language or your mom's love language, whatever, is by letting them take the quiz. But the quiz isn't the end goal or the end result. Yes, it can help you, but the best ways in discovering anything is through experimenting. So this means that yeah. you observe and study those you love and how they respond to the different ways that you express love for them. So observe them, spend quality time together. And when I'm saying spend quality time together, I'm not trying to promote the love language quality time but that's why i was like to me it makes sense if your primary love language is quality time because through quality yeah. time that's how you're gonna find out who you're dealing with for real you know yeah time you're also gonna find out good hi this person's primary love language is physical touch because i'm gonna show you so, mm. so much time together you're realizing hi this person's always touching me. this person's always seeing me like then yeah. you're like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to see some signs. Because, okay, maybe this person loves it also when I reciprocate the touchy-touchy. But you wouldn't know if you yeah. get to spend time together. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like yeah, time is actually important because it will also help you see the other things. But if you're not spending, like, most of the time, you guys, I think this is a problem also with the distance, long-distance relationship. Because mm. you guys don't spend yeah. a lot of time together. So it's not difficult to be loving your partner in their love language, especially imagine for us, if I was quality time and you're in a long distance, how do we survive? We take. <laughs> we, we talk, take, yeah, we, we video call. Yeah. Yeah, but now <laughs> you say we would chat with video call. Like it. Yeah. So for me, mm. I would want to have, even if it's 30 minutes, let's say you're a busy person, even if it's 30 minutes, of undivided attention, where it's just you and me on WhatsApp. Mm. So it's online, and we're just giving each other that attention, even if it's 30 minutes, but it's just like undivided attention, the 30 mm-hmm. minutes. It would be enough for that day. It would satisfy me with school at least. But now imagine if yours is quality time and you are in a relationship with someone who's always busy, meaning y'all barely chat, y'all don't have time for long video calls, Ninema two-minute phone call. Hey... You suffer. That are probably boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another when it comes to this one, I remember <laughs> there was someone who told me that 
I was like, oh, I miss you. And the person was like, but I was with you yesterday. I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, but I still want to see you, though. I was with you yesterday, yes. But I, I didn't have enough. I still want to spend time with you. Then the person was like, no, we don't have any time today. But you see now, but you know what? I'm not like, understanding okay. the, your partner's love language. I mean, that person didn't understand. Exactly. Like, yeah. I was with you last yesterday. So what now? Now you're counting. Mm. Mm, why are you counting? Because for them, maybe it's like, <laughs> ah, I saw you. If I see you once a week, it's enough. Mm. And it's, else, that's enough. Like, when I would some people, yeah. if it was possible, you'd want to stay with them, like, in the same room every day, same house. That's how, mm. how much you want to spend time with them and see them every day. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like the, these uh, love languages come with a lot of um, sacrifices, as, especially if you don't have the same love language. Because... For me personally, my partner's um, love, primary love language is physical touch. You and I struggle so much, so much because when we are in public, you know, we need to hold hands. And I just can't, I just feel like people are staring at me. I know that they're not staring, but I feel like they are staring. Mm. It just makes me nervous. Yeah. And then with me, you know, my primary love language, like I said, is quality time. With him, we'll be on a video call but he'd still be on whatsapp i'm just that's like no thing. i don't get yeah, that and when he's like he's like he can't do one thing at a time he needs to do something while he you know like he needs to do like a lot of things at a time he just can't just focus on one thing well i know it's a lot but you see now that you're saying this it makes me just realize Guti, this love languages thing i think it's so it's underrated, I could say. Yeah. It's overlooked. People don't take this yeah. seriously. And this is actually a real thing. Because imagine, I feel yeah. like with also with other relationships, they might have failed because y'all were communicating in different languages. Tato said we should address this whole thing of having a female bestie and a male bestie. Because I, I, I've actually seen a lot of tweets also about this. And also people complaining on their WhatsApp statuses would say, I this female bestie, male bestie thing ends up affecting the relationship. So what do you guys think about that? It's possible to have a pure platonic male-female, you know, relationship. Now I'm speaking, I mean friendship. Now I'm speaking from a perspective of a heterosexual relationship. I don't know about the other types, but it's possible, however, there must be boundaries. Okay. What there must be boundaries. boundaries. And, and also, it's like, it comes with different, it depends on the type of person that you are. You know, you can be that person who's bubbly, very, very open, and you might not mind spending time with your boyfriend and your boyfriend's friend, for example. Whereas me, personally, I'm not that person. So if I'm with my boyfriend, it's just me and my boyfriend. You're not, you're not welcome you know so and the other boundaries would be ah, man it depends for me I, I don't understand you guys being um behind closed doors together and watching movies like at night you know to get i don't get those vibes um other boundaries would be when i'm with you 
you can't now be like every time when you have to go out, you can't now be suggesting that your friend must mm-hmm. come with all the time. But this, this, this one is actually difficult, Mara. Let's just be realistic. Amen. Okay, I, I, let's just be realistic. <laughs> there is no way. Okay, maybe there is a way, but the, okay, but realistically, so there is no way on earth I would chill with a guy in those maybe first day, yes, it might sleep. But as time goes on, something has to happen. Either we hold each other or, or something. Like, there's no way, man. There's no way. Or maybe if they let them grow up together, they probably tried it and didn't mm. work out, but the feelings are still there, you know? Mm. So obviously, if you guys are fighting, or maybe if the guy is fighting with, the, with, with uh, his girlfriend, if he goes and confide on that other girl, something is going to happen. Now, we even see this in movies, so they actually happen in real life, honestly. If you start moving into something serious, then you need to understand, in order for this to work, all things that could potentially jeopardize this need to start being cut off. we really had an insightful conversation i hope you guys enjoyed and thank you tato for joining us today um is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners thank with you. advice or something? no not really just love love your partner love your family love your friends but don't forget to love yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Okay, firstly, I would like to say thank you so much, Chato, for being a guest. Um, we really appreciate and we really enjoyed having you here. Um, and then uh, what I would like to leave uh, the listeners with is love is not selfish. Love is all about compromise. But mm-hmm. keep it healthy because love in its purest form is never toxic. would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next next one.